Welcome back, everybody, to The Basement Binge. Another episode of Spider-Man Week. The conclusion of Spider-Man Week with Spider-Man No Way Home. Also, Happy New Year. Welcome to 2022. No matter when you're listening to this, it's sometime in 2022. I'm currently in 2021 for a few more hours. That is weird, the way the internet works, that you it is impossible for you to hear this in 2021. Anyway. Enough about that and my weird brain fog. Let's get into the first segment and start talking about Spider-Man No Way Home with Two Cents, which is my completely spoiler-free reaction to the film. I saw the film opening night with a very active crowd that was genuinely a blast. Super fun. Then, as a Christmas gift to Cade, one of the original hosts of The Basin Binge, he wanted to see it again, so I took him to go see it last night. It was great to be with him. Also, tons of fun. And viewing it now and seeing the reaction that the film's having and all that, what the film gets best, what it gets right, is the understanding of what it is, an event about our love for for Spider-Man. It captures that energy really well with humor, with its pace, emotional moments, character progressions, music, villains, even the writing and the ending, the entire film in one sentence, if I were to put it, is, hey, Spider-Man's a really great character and is has a wonderful history that so many of us has loved. Let's have a lot of fun enjoying Spider-Man and all the elements that this character brings to movies. And that, like that, that, that's it. That means there's emotional beats. That means there's fun beats. That means there's humor's beat. That means there's villains. That means there's Spider-Man, obviously. It understands what it is and it's not trying to break new ground. Now, I think that it, maybe if you were expecting it to, you could be disappointed, but I was just, it, it's well-performed, well-edited, and just solid entertainment. And that's what it needs to be. Clearly, from the box office response, that's also what people are into. My complaints about that aside. I'll talk about that a little bit later. But, as, as entertaining as it is, the film isn't perfect. For sure, not the greatest film ever made. And the reaction to it has been kind of alarming to me. Um, but, you know, that's an old man shaking his fist at the sky. But... This may not even be my favorite MCU movie. It's, it's hard, rankings difficult, but but it is a quality piece of entertainment. Everything I want out of a superhero movie, this delivers. Heart, emotional stakes, and trials for the character. Fun characters that are interesting to watch. Humor, good villains, and a gripping story. Sure, I can look back on the film, especially after seeing it twice now. There's a lot of plot holes. The writing shuffles people around really quickly and kind of conveniently, sometimes biting off more than it can chew, which just seems to be par for the course with Spider-Man sequels, so I maybe we'll get away from that someday. And some of it feels like it doesn't have lasting consequences, that it was just written to create an event, not so much a continuing story, which is just, I mean, there's just a recent qualm that I've had with the MCU as a whole, but, but in the moment, watching the film, it's good entertainment and I'm completely engaged. Ask me to watch this again in a month or so, and I'll be there. No complaints. But that's all I can say about the film spoiler-free. we got to get into the spoilers to say more. So if you haven't seen the film, go check it out. It's good fun. Don't expect it to be groundbreaking in any way. Just, it, it is fun. And I, while I do have some, some worries about the state of movies in the box office, again, shaking my fists at the sky, it is solid entertainment. And there's nothing wrong with that. Let's get some brief announcements out of the way, then we'll move on to the other segments. So if you would like a digital copy of Spider-Man Homecoming, I'm currently giving it away for you to own. You can enter that giveaway by simply leaving a review. 
It is one of the most helpful things you can do for the show. If you're enjoying it, it really helps out more than I could ever explain. And it's very simple. There's kind of three main ways that you can do it. You can leave a review through Apple Podcasts if you listen through that. If you listen through Spotify, they just added a feature to review it. Additionally, if you're not on either of those sources, you can go to podchaser.com. It's linked below. If you want to go directly to the Basement Binge site, you can go to podchaser.com slash the Basement Binge. It's not just for the Basement Binge. It's for all podcasts. It's the IMDB of podcasting. Podchaser is great. I use it all the time. Additionally, it allows you to review not just the show as a whole, but each individual episode. So if you've left a review before, you can do it again. Each episode you review up to January 8th is an entry into the giveaway. Everything you need is linked below. Additionally, just podchaser.com slash the basement binge. If you leave a review on Podchaser, that's great. I'll see it immediately. I'll reply to you so you know. If you leave a review on Apple or Spotify, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll catch them. But just in case, I'd take a screenshot of it, send it to me on Instagram at binge basement, or you can email me at bingebasement at gmail.com. Additionally, all those things are linked below. Now, quickly to talk about what you can expect with the new year now that we're into 2022, definitely subscribe if you aren't already wherever you're currently listening to podcasts. Animation season is coming very next. I'm super stoked for that. I love animation season every year. A review of Morbius if you're into Spider-Man, that's coming in January. I'm, I'm actually extremely excited for Morbius and a bunch of other exciting things that I'm going to binge this year here at The Basement Binge. Let's get into the spoilers here with the next segment after this brief break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's out of the way. Thanks for bearing with me. Let's get into the full spoilers here again. In case you didn't hear me the three times I said it before, spoilers completely. All right. Let's move on to the next segment here. Pick your poison, which has not been a part of Spider-Man week in the interest of time, but I feel like this segment is a wonderful talking point for my thoughts about Spider-Man No Way Home. What Pick Your Poison is, is the rating scale here at the Basement Binge. And instead of being out of five stars or as Matt does, five reels, it's all about the bingeability or the rewatch value of the film. After watching it this time, out of four options, would you never watch it again? Would you stream it, meaning it's on a service you're already paying for and you're looking for something to watch, you'd be willing to click on it? Would you rent it, pay a few dollars in the right mood, you know, at Redbox or digitally? Or would you own it digitally or Blu-ray? For me, it is a buy. I would own it. And that's because when I'm in the mood to watch this movie, whenever it comes up again, I know I'm going to want to watch it. As nonsensical as it is, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire showing up and the three Peters together is a blast from start to finish. It has great moments that perfectly captures the ethos of Spider-Man and has moments that is just just fun in a way that no other Spider-Man film can because it understands that this is about the legacy of Spider-Man. I love Toby, I love Andrew, and I love Tom Holland all in different ways. And having them together, it's like having my cake and eating it too. Andrew by far is the best Spider-Man, and he finally has a good movie to go with it. And for that reason alone, it makes me extra excited about it. Yes, I want to be able to watch this movie again. And I think that that's really the reaction I have to it is it's not perfect. I'm not going to give it five out of five stars or five out of five reels if I'm on Matt's show, but I would watch it again. I'd have no problem watching it again. Let's talk about that a little bit more with the next segment here. 
live up. This is where I talk about my expectations and if the film was able to live up to them. Who would have thought it? Okay, what was I expecting for the film? It's hard to say because it was a long time ago that I originally had those expectations and a rewatch is interesting. But I definitely was expecting Andrew and Toby to show up, so it lived up to that. I was expecting an event-like film, and it lived up to that in its writing and in its presentation. I was expecting a big death to be an emotional fulcrum of the film. It lived up to that. And lastly, I was just expecting to have fun, and it lived up to that. So did it live up? Let's answer the question. Yes, it did. Okay. That, that, <laughs> that's kind of it. I, I have some complaints, you know, mainly with the multiverse nature of the film. The multiverse is a messy thing, and I feel like the world of Hollywood and of movie making and superhero films is learning all the wrong lessons from Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and what made that great. The movie isn't great just because multiple Spider-People show up with some quick explanation to disappear at the end. Yes, that is a part of the greatness, but not all of it. A very, very small part of the greatness. Everything that made that film amazing is is way beyond just Spider-People. And that's what what worries me is that this feels very inconsequential to just have people pop in and out from the multiverse whenever we want to pull someone out. You know, we want let's bring Toby and Andrew in. That's exciting. And it is. And it's really rewarding and it's fun. But by the end of the movie, they're gone. I think the multiverse is a bad idea. I don't think we should be going this direction. But if you are, go for it. I mean, like, let's let some chaos happen. You know, let's just keep these people here. And it just, it, it's weird to just be like, oh yeah, the multiverse is expanding. Oh, but we shut it. No big deal. You know, and it's just, yes, there are consequences for Peter, but maybe it's because we're watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'd like to see some consequences for the universe. And it's just, it's, I don't know why I am this way. It's kind of dumb and it shouldn't be this way. But when I watch any piece of Marvel content that's released now, I feel just like a lack of connectiveness, which is what made these films fun is it felt like these characters were sharing a space when now it feels like the characters are in their pocket and then they come into the same room only when it's a big team up movie anyway that's a side i think that's just a personal problem we've got to sort out with the mcu films the other thing that the film struggles with is just everything that spider-man sequels tend to struggle with and that is to juggle too many things it isn't as glaring as the other films like amazing spider-man 2 or spider-man 3 have been but the villains and their motives and their involvement in the film is very wishy-washy just inconvenient of the event like story that's happening sandman for example what's he doing if he wanted to see his daughter shouldn't he help peter cure the guy so he can go back an electro like why is he even here if the explanation that people who know spider-man is peter parker are showing up why is Electro here? In Amazing Spider-Man 2, he never learned who Peter Parker was. Even in the film, in the conclusion, he makes a statement about not knowing who Peter Parker was and expecting him to be black. Why is he here? I mean, he's great. Jamie Foxx is fun, and the way he plays Electro is... I mean, Jamie Foxx can do a lot more than what he's given, but for what he's given, he does sufficient. But, but why does he look different? Like, is he a variant? Who knows? And then Doc Ock and Green Goblin, they, their performance... Just, I mean, like, come on, what were you expecting? Of course, they're going to knock it out of the park, particularly Willem Dafoe and his like commitment to the role and his excitement for the role is a lot of fun. But they disappear and show up as is convenient, not a moment too soon. That's just screenwriting in general to have people in the place where they need to be at the right time. I mean, that's just storytelling in general, but it's a little more noticeable here. It doesn't take away from the fun of the film too much, but I do recognize the lazy writing in the moment and it 
does kind of just make it feel weak. Like, oh yeah, we're getting a Spider-Man film that does too many things. So not everything's entirely fleshed out and characters are, seem like they're just here to be here as a character and not in, entirely entwined in this story. Yeah, it, it, it live it up. It is those qualms are what kind of make it an event level story. And that's what it was going for and it achieved it. And that's what I expected the film to be. And so it lived up. It, now, now, the live up segment is not to say that the film was perfect, but it did what I was expecting, including expecting some flaws is what it lived up to. All right. Let's talk about the last segment here. Lease and likes. This is my least favorite scene and my favorite scene. My least favorite scene is just the whole MIT thing is very cringe to me in the way that they just assume they're going to get into MIT, especially with everything that's happening. Like you really think that you're going to get into a prestigious college when your best friend is being accused of murdering a bunch of people, like have some social awareness. It's just very weird to me. I mean, like, yes, college admission is a very, very real thing. And that's a really fun thing to do with this high school character. But it's just like, really, this is the best you can do. Is just assume you're going to get into MIT. Anyway, I also wish that the film would have lingered on Peter's life being a mess before we just go to the Rogues Gallery Hall of Fame highlights for the rest of the film. It's, yeah, it, it was an interesting part of the film and we just get out of it really quickly. Also, last complaint here, the CGI masks for Spider-Man are good, but very distracting. What's wrong with practical masks? I don't know. Let's talk about my favorite scene. It's not one particular moment but just the three of them together, especially Andrew and Toby, their interaction is just a riot of fun. Andrew Garfield is so loose and I love it. And Toby telling him he's amazing, is great fan service and clever humor. Or Toby being excited that Tom is in the Avengers, but then getting impatient and asking, how is this helping? Is, is, is fun. Like, it's just, it's fun. I, I feel like I've been using that word a lot in these episodes, but it's, that's what it is. And it's good at it. From the moment that Andrew walks through the portal, the humor and the fun nature of the film doesn't miss for me. Yes, Doc Ock and Green Goblin show up as is convenient and not a moment too soon. And it's very, very weak writing. Sandman is clearly not on set. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but who cares? Because the three of them are swinging together and it's, it's fun. And I just, I'm there enjoying Spider-Man and I'm happy with it. It's everything I could have wanted the film to be. So yeah, there's my review of Spider-Man No Way Home. Kind of brief here, just in the nature of getting these episodes out on time for Spider-Man Week. But Spider-Man No Way Home is here. I mean, I know my review is delayed, but it's, it's here. Like, what's the next thing? Where are we going to go from here? I'm glad that Tom does have another trilogy, though, because I want this story to play out in MJ forgetting who he is and, and him being truly alone, absolutely alone. Interesting things can happen. Who knows what's going to happen? What I do know is going to happen is what's going to happen here at the base and binge and all the reasons that you should subscribe. Immediately after Spider-Man week, we're going right into animation season. The second one, I'm stoked for this. I love animation season. If you love animation, stick around. Additionally, lots of things throughout the entire year to binge. Just to give you a sneak peek, not everything's planned, not the order yet, but, but here's some of the things. I mentioned Morbius earlier. I'm, I feel like that's going to be a perfect January movie. Very excited for that. Uh, other things we're going to be binging, Mission Impossible, Planet of the Apes, Transformers, Star Wars, if I can get it in, some Asian wuxia films that I could not wait to talk about, Maze Runner, Pacific Rim, Hunger Games. Maybe I can squeak in Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings. Who knows? There's lots to binge. There's a lot of solo films to enjoy. It all starts with animation season. It's going to be a great year here, 2022, here at 2022, here in 2022 at the Basement Binge. So subscribe wherever you're currently listening to podcasts. 
Thank you for enjoying Spider-Man Week with me. Even though it was delayed, I mean, that's just life. It's here. We made it. It's a new year. I'm excited. Once again, this is the Basin Binge. Thanks for enjoying Spider-Man Week. That's all for now. Ciao, ciao. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.